Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. So I'm banned from Facebook for seven days for speaking the truth. So I can't publish on Dad Bob Bible on my own page, but I can go on YouTube and Instagram. So today I want to talk about our children's futures. Now listen, this is something I'm as a parent I am very passionate about, obviously, because what I am seeing is a, a future generation not being served properly by the people who brought them into this world. We are, in my opinion, we are letting our children and we're letting, Michael, how's it going, mate? We're letting the, our future generation, the, the future decision makers, we're letting them down. We're, we're not allowing them the chance to discover who they are and we're creating a world, an environment where fear seems to be the... The first emotion they experience, you know, we've over the last 14 months, and this is crazy for me because when you think about this, as adults, we're meant to do all we can to protect them and to bring the to bring them on and to allow them the chance to explore life and, and become as best they the best possible versions they can. But through fear and through this um what I call a lie anyway, like a, a, a mainstream media lie, we have prevented our children. From socialising, there's when you think about this, there are children who are like 14 months old who have not experienced life without people wearing masks. Now you've got to consider what type of what type of impact is that going to have on them as they get older? Because in your developmental stages, life is it's the most crucial part of development. You know, it's where you start understanding what play is. You start understanding your your position in society, shall we say, you know, when you go to the playground and you're, or you're in the playgroups, these kids that tussle, they fight, they sure, they they learn through exploration, and this isolation that we have we have we have forced upon them, and I don't care what anyone says, it's been forced upon as a lie, and I will say that openly, it's a bullshit lie, and we know this. The stats are there to show that this is not what what the the actions being taken by the governments are not warranted to the risk. Okay, and I don't care if you. I know people of this is the society we live in now, and people have lost loved ones from COVID, and it's tragic. And there is a virus out there. Some something is killing people, and it is more mutated than the flu. I get that, but before 2020, people were dying as well, and people were dying of lung cancer, and people still smoked. So you know, and people were dying. Well, elderly people were dying of flu, and no one was wearing masks. So to say all of a sudden, oh, you're that you, you know, you're not looking after people, you don't care for other people, you don't wear a mask and all that shit. It's bullshit because no one gave a fuck about other people. You were all smoking. Loads of people were smoking. People were down of lung cancer. So I don't give a shit about this. What I'm talking about is our children are being directly affected by the actions we're allowing to happen. Now, people are saying, people come back to the counter argument is like, it's got to be done. It's only going to be X amount of months. Well, it was only meant to be three weeks to flatten the curve. And now we're in the 14 months. Thankfully, the the, the economy starting to, our business starting to open up and the economy will start going again. We're going to get taxed the fuck. It's probably not going to grow that much. But at least there's some sort of hope on the horizon, though I don't believe it's going to last too long. But the effect it's having on our children, back to that. When, when our kids are meant to explore, they're meant to learn, they're meant to... They're meant to understand the social hierarchy through play, through through making friends, through um, through development. You know, just it's the, all this stuff's being denied, and the long term future for the kids, the impact it's going to have on them. We're going to have a generation who are terrified of their own shadows. Do you know, they're 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 not going to be able. The the thing about 
um, shall we say, supervised play is that we allow our children to make risk assessments in a, in a controlled environment. You know, when, when they're in the playground, the, the climb is climbing frame. To us, that's nothing, but the, maybe a three-year-old climbing on a, something that's six foot high, that's a big challenge. But we're there to supervise them. We're to make, they're to make, sense, make sure they're safe. But they have still got to go through that, um, that exposure to the fear, that exposure to some new experiences. And like the closing down of playgrounds, that's, that's preventing them doing this. And then you've got this social aspect, the children who want to play with each other. Where do they fit in the hierarchy? Are they a dominant child? Are they a shy child? We're, we're not allowing them to, to develop their personalities. And we think this is fine. A lot of people are willing to go along with this because the government narrative and the mainstream media narrative is saying we must do this. What is going to happen when we're gone? We, we, it's our duty, as a, as, well, this is what I believe, as a parent, it is my duty to ensure my children grow up to be a strong, independent women, and that they have confidence about themselves, and that they know what they're achieve, what they're, um, they know what they can achieve. They recognise limitations, and they understand how to get over these limitations. But without exposure to challenges at a young age, how do we expect them to be able to develop into these children? How do they? Sorry, these adults. Um, I can't see it happening now. We've got to also consider, like. The world needs heart surgeons and we need street sweepers. It's that simple. We need them all of equal proportion. There's there's going to be an, there's always going to be a need for every type of industry. And I think that over the last maybe 10, 15 years, we've, no, we've seen a real focus on academia and it's at the expense of actual life skills. The amount of kids out there that don't know how to cook, don't know how to iron, don't know how to make bed, don't know how to general life skills because this focus on GCSEs, A-levels, you know, the importance of getting an education, it's it's precedented over, taking precedent over anything else. And we need to recognise that that can't be the case. We, we can't allow that to happen because we need a functional society. I was actually watching a show, can't remember the name of it, it was, it was, it was some kids going through some American army thing or something like that, but they were in the camp. And these, these 18, 19-year-old wee lads didn't know how to iron. And they didn't know how to cook food. And obviously through the army, the, the their, their um, program, they started teaching these kids these general life skills. And it became, they became more confident. They became more um, independent. And that as parents is what we are doing. But what's happening right now is we are letting our six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, because they have no social acti um, activity with their friends, we're learning to spend hours upon hours on Facebook, or sorry, YouTube, and hours and hours on the Xbox, and I call it the Xbox effect, where kids, it's, it's a catch-22 in the sense that, like Rory, poor kid, he's never, he hasn't seen his friends properly in 14 months, that is not right for a nine-year-old child to be denied the right to play with his friends, and I've seen him break down, it's heartbreaking to watch it, like a child break down emotionally because He's missing his friends. So his, his only other option is to spend hours on the Xbox because at least when he's on Minecraft, he's he's building things and he's he's actually has some sort of interaction with his chat with his friends. But the downside of that is you're on technology over and over again. The that light is hitting your eyes continuously, and it's that sort of mundane the zombie look in their eyes. And this is happening to all our children. Now, what's this doing? It's creating a dependency on technology, it's creating a dependency on the Xbox and addiction. So I've noticed where he, like, he gets up and the first thing he does is go to his iPad or the first thing he does is go on his Xbox. And it's not the kid's fault, it's the adult's fault, but it's also the society problem, problem where 
We're denying children who, by the way, has been proven not to fucking get COVID. So they're not gonna they're not gonna get the COVID. Like it's, the chance of them getting so slim. But we're denying them the right and the ability to try, uh, to play with their friends. And this is going to create the snowflake generation. We are going to come there. We are going to look back on, on 2020, 2021, in 20, 30 years' time, when we're in our 60s and 70s and our kids are in their 40s, and we're going to wonder what happened. Why are they so weak? It was bred at this point. I personally think it's a per, it's an agenda. Like the, the, They want to weaken society. They think 20, 30, 40 generations ahead. So the, the weaker the, gener the, weaker the, the next generation is going to be, the easier they're going to be controlled. That's what I believe. But not only that, but you've got to think about the team sports. You know, football, hurling, hockey, rugby, whatever, Gaelic, whatever you want to think, all these team sports, that teaches children how to how to work as a team, how to come together, and it's not about them. And that's been denied again. That's been denied. So, we've, and the, they've also got to remember the team sports. It's fundamental coordinations. There's there's a lot of fundamentals that are taught in these sports for coordination, for um, the ability to control your body. And they're again they're being denied. We're now we're now 14 months. These kids have been denied this for 14 months. So how is that going to affect their development as they get older? We don't know. We're going to find out soon though. And then you've got the closing of martial art classes, which I think is probably one of the most important topics we need to think about. For me, kids need to have exposure to gymnastics, a team sport, swimming, and a martial art. Why? Because team sports they help them develop the communication skills they need. They've got the gymnastics, which teaches body awareness, control, which is massive. You've got swimming, which is a life skill, health health skill. So it is. And then you've got martial arts, which teaches kids something that no other sport, in my opinion, can teach. And that is the confidence, the self-confidence that they have inside themselves to overcome obstacles. The thing about, um, like, and I, I speak from this as, as someone who's well, well experienced and uh, I would class myself as an expert in this area. For to, for, I've been doing martial arts since I was like eight, and I've I've coasted for twenty years. So when you when you're in a, like an MMA, let's take MMA because it's what I know about mostly. You, it's an individual sport, but you cannot expect to succeed in MMA without a team behind you. You need a coach. You need fighters to fight and spar against. You need teammates that are going to encourage you, going to push you on. There's Everyone's going to have moments of self-doubt. You're going to encounter losses. You're going to encounter wins. You're going to, as a child or as a young person, you're going to encounter the the embarrassment of losing. You know, you've, you've convinced yourself you're going to win and then you've got to deal with that. And that being able, that, being able to um, overcome these feelings is what helps you grow. And you need a team behind you to do that. But then at the same time, when you're in the cage and it's you versus that opponent, there is no one else. Yes, you've got your corner man there. And trust me, the corner is the worst place to be. It's even worse than the fight. But you are in, you're in complete control of everything. And your life experiences and your beliefs and your your personality has be, will be developed. And it's, 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 a, it's the testing ground for who you are. And these kids have been denied this. It's like 14 months and people are going to say to me, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a fucking massive deal. Our children's futures are dependent on their social interaction. It's dependent on how, what, they, 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 um, what they're exposed to and how they better themselves, how they overcome it. But if they've been denied this and instead in its place, it's self-isolation. It's denied to be seen by your friends. It's... um reliance on technology to communicate with people 
you're breeding a softer human being. And that is going to take, it's a greater hill to overcome over the next five, six years, if anything goes back to normal, because of this shit. And then, like I said, to go back to the, the academia, the focus on this academic, the, the, as opposed to life skills. And I was not an academic child. I was made feel like an absolute idiot for years. It, it, it affected me badly because I was dyslexic and was never diagnosed as a child. I struggled in school. I couldn't. I remember doing, I still remember this day, doing my 11 plus exams, everyone getting 70, 80% and me coming back with 34 and 40%. And my dad being a teacher, I felt embarrassed and I felt like I couldn't do it. And I remember being berated and I remember being shouted at, I remember being encouraged, but I could never get over that. And that set, um, set in motion a belief that I wasn't good enough because I couldn't achieve these things. I was not good enough. And that sent, that to me, that was one of the, the stepping stones towards the suicidal tendencies I had as a as a as a teenager and right through my adult life, because I did not believe in myself, because what I was presented with, I had no way of overcoming, because I didn't have the the the, the teachers to give me the the encouragement. I was just left by my own, and that is and I fear for that because I know what it feels like, and I can see that going. I can see this going to happen with other children now because they haven't had the support. And if they're like, if they were like me, and they're struggling with their spelling, struggling with their maths, whatever, and they haven't got that one-on-one teacher support they needed to get these days, well, they're they're now being allowed to believe their own stories. And as a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old, the stories you tell yourself they're real. Even as adults will tell you, but there's there's even more important. So we need to we need to understand the effects this is having on our children, and we need to start stepping up and demanding that our kids get presented with a better opportunity in life. Because if we don't do this, we're present, we're going to build a generation or breed a generation of weak-minded, insecure adults who have no ability to overcome the obstacles life's going to throw at us. Because we all know as adults, life is the most unforgiving fucking thing there is. We have no control over it. We, we have a semblance of control. But the only control we have is how we react to the situations life throws at us. We have no ability to control the situations. And I think this Xbox generation, they're, they're being bred in the belief in that they have control over everything. You know, they're, they've, got a, they're, they're, they've got a right to do whatever they want because there's no sense of self-discipline. There's no sense of, of accepting that life is tough anymore. I don't know what we're going to do. I really don't know what we're going to do. It's just that it's something that's been playing in my mind for quite a number of, of months now. And I think it's something that's being ignored because we're made feel bad about discussing the fallouts that are going to happen because of the actions that's been taken over COVID. There's no balance anymore. And because there's no balance, our children are going to be the ones to suffer. And if we don't do something about it soon, we're going to be the ones paying for it. Because... We need this generation to look after us when we're the senile ones, when we're the ones in the hospitals, when we're in the one homes. And if we haven't got kids who have got this sense of community and instead they've been bred with a sense of um, self-entitlement, I dread to think how our generation is going to cope. Anyway, that's my rant for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day.